find your shirt. I'm in a position to talk to these kids and they listen. I ain't no politician, but I kick it with them a minute. Cause see, they call me a menace. And if the shoe fits, I wear it. But if it don't, then y'all will swallow the truth, grin and bear it. Now who's the king of these lyrics? What is up? Yeah, Tom McCaffrey here. Welcome to uh, LA2B, Last Exit to Brooklyn. Um, rate and review this podcast um, and all the other stuff. Subscribe. Uh, join our Patreon, Last Exit to Brooklyn, and um, buy Silk City Hot Sauce. Um, that's our sponsor, Silk City Hot Sauce. Go to silkcityhotsauce.com. Use the promo code Brooklyn. And um, yeah, you'll get a discount on your hot sauce. Yeah. So, um, how's it going? Uh, it's just me today. Yeah, you're welcome. I, uh, yeah, what's going on? I, uh, just watched, um, Jared Carmichael's comedy special this weekend on Netflix, Rathaniel. And, uh, I actually thought it was pretty good. I, um, you know, I was talking to some comedians and they were like saying they, they were like, oh, it sucks. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything because it's not just jokes, but, um, that's I kind of like that. I was I was telling someone I um I don't really watch stand up anymore because I did stand up for so long and uh, so it's just kind of I don't know I I just think it's kind of like it kind of there's so much of it it's like oversaturated so it's all just kind of similar a lot of people are just kind of doing the same thing over and over which is kind of what it is I think it's kind of limited and kind of what you can really do but. Um, that's why I like Jared Carmichael's special because he was just sort of doing it differently. He wasn't really, it was very vulnerable. I think it's like more interesting now and you see somebody who's just kind of like being very like open and vulnerable and on stage. And it's not really about how funny he is, but it's more like, oh, this is, this is interesting. He's like, and, and he, you know, what I, he's like a really charismatic guy. He's able to just kind of, the fact that he's able to just sit there on stage and not talk and not get laughs and be comfortable. That's, you know, that is a talent. <laughs> I mean, when you really think about it, like being comfortable with not getting laughs is a talent and um, not, not a lot of comedians can do that. You know, which I know sounds weird, but yeah, it is, you know, a skill to just be like so comfortable. You're like, well, they're not liking it. I can just kind of be okay with it. Um, so I liked that more than I think a lot of comedians um, would like that. So what else? Um, so, you know, I know the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing has been talked to death. So um i'm gonna beat that dead horse but i guess there was some new news um and and first of all like it seems like that happened so long ago it's been like what what did that happen like four hours ago i mean i guess it's been like two and a half weeks Uh, probably just a little over two weeks but i guess so you know the academy awards did did this like you know they made a big deal of uh you know oh we're we're having a meeting first of all they you know they kept saying like the academy is uh gonna you know review what uh what happened and come to a decision it might take months and it's like why why would it take that long you just i mean there's video of him doing it so yeah we have to review the tape and see what happened yeah no it's pretty uh, clear what happened there's a lot of nuances to the tape where uh, he, he literally in the middle of the show walks up and uh beats the shit out of someone he doesn't beat whatever and uh 
And then they made this big announcement. It's like, okay, we finally figured out what we're going to do for punishment to Will Smith. So, so he can't go to the award show for 10 years. That's what you get. Like, oh, really? He can't go to this like boring ass show for 10 fucking years. So it's basically like nothing. So I, I basically have the same punishment as him. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just like that show is super boring to watch. I can barely get through it just sitting at home in, on my couch. So um, it's kind of like if like if I got in trouble as a kid and my mom was like, you can't go to church for 10 years because you were bad at church. You went, you went up and you slapped the priest. No more church. Wouldn't it be like I would have to go to church every day? So he should have to go to the he should have to go to, uh, to the Oscars for the next 20 years, even when he's not nominated. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, kind of nothing, but they made a big deal of it. And, you know, and Will Smith was like some statement, like I find, I accept the Academy's decision. Like, it's just kind of like, what else were you going to do? Like, Wow, he he accepts their decision. He's not, like, what was he going to do? I don't accept it. I'm going to the Oscars every year. For the next 10 years, no matter what, what would they do if he tried to go to the Oscars? They're going to like arrest him. So that was stupid. Watching the news, I, um, you know, heard about some, there was some guy that died. I guess he got killed and they were, you know, interviewing people that knew him and, you know, they're like, God, he was so great. He was so smart and he could have done anything. And it's like, I just think it's funny whenever someone like no, like um, no assholes or losers ever die. It's always, you know, the greatest, they're always the greatest person in the world, but that's basically what happens when someone dies. Like you're not allowed to say they were shitty, even though, even if they were shitty, you can't admit that they were shitty, I, I guess, because it's rude, but you know, they're shitty, you know, just because someone dies doesn't automatically make them smart or a good person, you know, like when someone dies, you're not allowed to think that they sucked anymore. You know, it's like, uh, Hey, you know, that guy, Steve. <laughs> yeah. That guy's really dumb. Uh, he died. Really? Okay. Well then I guess he was smart. <laughs> like, like, what does that do? Like, yeah, that guy was dumb, man. Yeah, he was really dumb. Uh, well, you know, he did you know that he died? Uh, okay, well, he was still dumb. I guess he his intelligence is, is higher now that he's dead. Yeah, he died, so you can't say he was dumb. Okay, I guess he was smart. How did he die? Uh, he accidentally cut his dick off. Yeah, no, he was smart. You're right, he was really smart. And he died, and he was smart all the way to the end. He, he died in a really smart way. He accidentally cut his dick off for the third time. Yeah, and he finally died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess um, he did have his shit together. That guy was a dick. He died. Oh, okay. Well, he he wasn't a dick. I guess he didn't um, bang my girlfriend when I was out of town because he died. That's so weird. And then another thing I noticed is like on the news when someone dies or is killed, they always like that when they show the picture of them, they, it's always like a horrible picture of them. They like somehow they like dig up the worst picture that's ever been taken of this person. Like, where are they getting the picture of these people who died? Like from someone who bullied them all through high school? Like, like they show up to someone's house. Hey, um, 
we uh we just want to tell you uh that guy uh butch from your high school remember him yeah yeah the guy who uh punched me in the face every day and uh gave me a wedgie and uh almost murdered me yeah he died oh okay do you have any pictures of him that we can put uh on the news sure yeah here you go Here's a picture of Butch, that guy who bullied me my whole life. Here's him on the toilet. Feel free to use this uh, on the cover of every newspaper. Do you have any quotes you want to give about him? Yeah, he was great. He was the greatest guy in the world. And he was really smart. Cool. We'll put this right up. The worst picture ever taken. Out of focus. Cool. Thanks. Um. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. So uh, one thing I was reading about is um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I guess they're still in, like mad at each other. And uh, there's some defamation trial going on that just started. I guess that Johnny Depp is suing her for defamation for like $10 million and she's counter suing. It's just like, dude, just fucking get, let it go. I, it's just kind of like, he just, he just like keeps bringing this up in the news and it's just making people remember over and over and keeping it fresh in their minds. It's just kind of like, I, I feel like they had that. They've been having this trial, like for like six years, like, and I don't even understand what the trial is. It's just keeping like, well, she said that I hit her. And I didn't hit her, you know, and then she's like, he did hit me. He hit me. And then she's and then he's like, he spends like $50 million. I, I didn't hit her that time. No, he did. He he did hit me. And then it's like, it goes away and everyone's like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I guess something happened where he might've hit her. And then like, he comes out again. He's like, yeah, no, I'm spending a hundred million dollars uh, just to, um, uh, prove that I didn't hit her that time. Everyone's like, oh, right, you hit her. I forgot. I, I almost forgot about that. Thanks for bringing it up. Like, will these two just fucking do it again already? Like, get back together. And it's just like, how can you still be that mad at each other? And it's just ruining your lives. Just let it go. It's funny how, like, you know, Johnny Depp, you know, used to be like this really cool and like acclaimed actor. And I, I guess he still is, but it, this kind of is ruining his career. And he just won't let it go. Just let it go, dude. Like maybe you hit her, you know, and it's like, all right, fine. Maybe you hit, you got drunk and hit her. Just let it die. Um, but Johnny Depp is like, he is like effortlessly cool. He even makes some, like he's kind of been bottoming out the last four years, but even his bottoming out looks cool. Like, He's so he still like looks badass, even though like his life is falling apart. Like apart, you're like, man, that guy's cool, man. I want my life to bottom out. I wish, I wish I would go bankrupt and be sued over and over for hitting people. 
That's pretty badass. I'm watching uh, these, you know, true crime documentaries, you know, or whatever these TV series they have. And uh, I saw this one, I forgot his name. He was like uh, on death row for like, you know, know, 15 years. And he was falsely convicted. It came out, I guess DNA came out later because they didn't have DNA. And then they did have DNA and they were like, oh yeah, you didn't do it. Sorry. Sorry that you were on death row for 15 years and, you know, you thought you were going to die every day for 15 years. And then they were interviewing the guy and like, he, it's really weird. Those guys who like, you know, are, are falsely convicted for like 20 years. They're always like, they're not very bitter when they get out. They're like, I just want to move on. I don't want to worry. I mean, I'd be so mad the whole time. I'd be like, yes, yeah, bullshit. You know, like they seem really calm. I just want to move on from this. And I don't want to harbor any resentment. Like, really? Like, you don't want to harbor any resentment. Like I'm still like mad at people from like fifth grade who likes, you know, stole my pencil. These guys are able to move on from being, you know, falsely accused and falsely convicted and being in jail for 20, 25 years. So anyway, they were like interviewing the guy who's on death row falsely for like um, 15 years. And he, he was like, yeah, he said he wouldn't change it. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing about my life. Really? <laughs> you wouldn't change it. Nothing, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> what about the uh, being on death row for uh, 15 years thing? For uh, something you didn't do, you you keep that part. <laughs> I wouldn't like. Hey, would you change anything about your life? No, no. Um, what about the death row thing? No, I'd keep that. That was that was a, a nice learning experience. Um, I do think it's funny people are like that in certain in situations like that. Like there was a, a guy who um he got like his boat exploded. I think he like lost all of his limbs and he was like burned all over and, you know, he almost died from it, but he didn't die. Um, you know, the interview was so stupid. They were like, do, do you feel lucky to be alive? You know? And he was like, I'm the luckiest person in the world. That's what the guy said. And I was like, really? No, no, you're not. That's <laughs> if you were the luckiest person in the world, then your boat wouldn't have exploded. And, um, Kate Upton would have showed up and started blowing you and then money would have fallen from the sky. That would have been the, like, I can't, it's so funny. Like people ask that like, interviewers ask questions like that to like some guy who like lost all of his limbs and, you know, is burned all over his body. Like, do you feel lucky to be alive? If that was me, like, no, I don't. I don't. I feel actually very unlucky. I feel like uh, this is really horrible. What happened? I don't know why you would even bring luck into this. I had the worst luck in the world. My boat, ex- I don't know if you heard my boat exploded. Yeah. And then I had the limbs thing. I don't know if you can see, I don't have limbs anymore. So yeah, no, this is really, that's a bad question. I feel very unlucky. I actually feel like one of the least lucky people in the world. Pro- maybe, probably the least, probably the most unlucky. Yeah. You can quote me on that. Cool, thanks. Thanks for the interview. You're really inspirational. Yeah, no, I'm not here to be an inspiration. I'm here to um, complain. <laughs> I do that, that, that. Like those people who go to jail falsely. Like I remember there's, you know, the guy uh, Adnan, they did that show Serial about. And, you know, he, I guess he was in high school and his girlfriend, they said he murdered his girlfriend, but then like they had no proof basically, but he still went to jail for it for like his, for the rest of his life. And 
they were interviewing him in jail and he had been in jail for like 12 years. And someone, the girl from Serial was like, I think I found some um, evidence that might uh, clear you. And he was like, eh, I'm not really interested in that. Like, really? What do you, what do you mean? And he's like, eh, I've kind of adjusted to life. And it's like, if I was in that guy's situation, I'd just be complaining every day. Like I'd be so pissed every day. Like every day I woke up at lunch Everybody be like, oh, so what's going on? I'd be like, this is bullshit. I didn't do the thing. I didn't, you know, and they'd be like, dude, come on, just every day. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I don't know what you want, how I'm supposed to just not talk about this anymore. I'm in jail. Like the, I, the, my life is shit now because of a thing. And I didn't even, I would complain every day in jail, even if I did do the thing. Like, even if I didn't murder the person, I was in jail. I'd be like, this fucking sucks. They'd be like, why? I'd be like, I'm in jail. This is shitty. This, you know, it's really bad here. It's gross and the food's bad and everyone's always trying to murder me. I'm like, I shouldn't be here. And they're like, yeah, but you killed the person. I know, but I mean, I don't like it here. The person was a jerk. I didn't like them. Um, so yeah, that was the uh, there was, a, you know, I think I was talking about this before, I was talking about before the um the Menendez brothers, there was a documentary about them, like an update that like, you know, 2020 did, you know, you know, interviewing them now after they, you know, the Menendez brothers, they killed their parents in um, like 1992. And it was a huge story and they went to jail and I get, you know, I guess they got convicted for life. And um, they were interviewing one of them, like Eric Menendez and, um, he seemed kind of annoyed that they were uh, 20, the 2020 was asking about the murders, murdering the parents. <laughs> um, and he was like, all right, fine. You know, like he, it, it, he almost seemed like surprised that they were bringing it up. Like, like, like really, really Eric, like what, why, why else do you think 2020 is be, would be there? Why, what, what else could they possibly want to interview you about? <laughs> Like so, Eric Menendez. So uh, apparently, we you have a new cooking show coming out. Yeah, tell us about that. We we understand you have a new uh, line of uh, aerobics wear that you're releasing. Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. If we have time after that, we'll talk about you murdering your parents in cold blood. Yeah, in 1993. Yeah, and then he said something like in the interview, like. Well, I guess, you know, in life, that's how it goes. Like people, you know, only judge you on like, you know, two or three things that you did in your life. <laughs> I was like, two or three things? What, are, are people judging you on things other than murdering your parents? <laughs> like, are there two other things that people are bringing up that they're judging you on? Like, uh, hey, man, you're uh, Eric Menendez, right? Yeah, I remember you. You're the guy that stole my newspaper. Yeah. I'm judging you on that. That and you murdering your parents. Those are the two things. And also the time you um, forgot to pick me up at soccer practice. Those are the three things that I'm judging you on. Not just the parent murder thing. Yeah, so those guys were jerks. And then I was talking about, I was not talking, I was watching the, um, the Ted Bundy serial killer documentary, like part of it again. And uh, well, first of all, I mean, I, I think I was watching it different because they have like, they have so many documentaries and biographies about that, I guess, because it's such a, such a great story, but I just feel like I just keep seeing, you know, I feel like they're really like, 
sending the wrong message. They're kind of like glamorizing that guy, you know, like because whenever they um, do a movie about him, they always cast like some really great looking guy, you know, and like and I mean, I, I guess he he was like a good looking guy, but they, they cast like the greatest looking guys in the world to play him, you know kind of sending the wrong message like hey kids don't you know don't be crazy and murder people because if you do then you know zach efron will play you in a movie one day they'll just make documentaries about you you'll be really famous hmm okay duly noted um but you know it's like you know i was talking about uh that guy you know who got who was on death row and he got um exonerated because the dna came out but you know watching the ted bunny uh documentary or stories like it's amazing if, you know because he was killing people like before dna was a thing so he could just do whatever he wanted he they hadn't they had they never had any way to catch it the only way they they kept catching him as like, I guess he was a bad driver and he kept driving around with like his tail lights up, but that was the only way they would always pull him over for like, you know, not using his blinker. And then fucking like, they'd be like, all right, give us your license. And there'd be, there'd be like a head in the back, like a separate head in the back seat. And they'd be like, uh, hmm, wait a minute. I think I'm gonna have to take you down to the station. Like, I remember like one time they pulled him over and they found like um, ski masks in his car and like um rope just just found like everything that you would need to like you know kidnap and murder people chloroform he just had ski masks i mean uh, you know i've i had a joke about that but like if you just have ski masks that's like you know already kind of a red flag it's like a red herring like oh you have uh three ski masks huh and twine and uh, yeah yeah no it's for i just like skiing Sometimes I ski and I need rope when I go down. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. But uh, oh, well, one thing about him is like, he, uh, this is how easy it was to just get away with murdering people back then. Like when he would meet, you know, he would meet these women and, you know, he'd pick them up um, and he would tell them his real name. Like he wouldn't use, even use a fake name. He would say his name is Ted. Um, so sometimes, you know, some women got away from him and they'd be like, oh yeah, his name was Ted. And then they would describe him and like what he looked like. And, you know, and he drove like this yellow VW. So it's just like, even with that, like he was like <laughs> murdering people within like, you know, 10 blocks of his house and he had a VW, yellow VW. And he was telling, you know, his name was Ted and they had like a description of him. And they were like, yeah, we still don't know. Like, and they would like go to his house and, and like, be like, Hey, you see your Ted and you have a yellow VW. And, and um, yeah. And there's a ski mask in your car and, and there's been murders. And the woman is saying it's you like, yeah. Well, well, is that all you got? Yeah. Did you do it? No, I didn't do it. All right. Forget it. That, we, we can't do any. That was the other thing. The only way they, the only way they could get people, get criminals and murderers was like, cause they had no DNA. They never had any evidence tying them to it. So they were just like, they would like uh, put them in a room and, and tell them for hours just to tell them they did it. <laughs> like they'd be like, come on, just say you did it. Like, you know, the coerced confessions that that was what all they had. Like, Come on, just say you did it. They'd be like, "Yeah, no, I didn't do it." But come on, just just say it. Just say you did it. No, I didn't do it. Fuck. All right, let him go. What do you mean, let him go? His name's Teddy. 
he has the car. He fits the description perfectly. She said it was him. Yeah, but he wouldn't say it. We need him to say it. So that's it. We got nothing. Um, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then he go, goes and meets another girl outside the police station. Then he goes and like meets a cop outside. Hey, what's up? My name's Ted Bundy. Do you want to go with me to my house? Sure. And then murders are. Wow. I could just use my exact name. That's an, that's insane. You wouldn't even have to like have any kind. And then like back then, if you got, got away from the police or whatever, you escaped, you could just move like 20 blocks away, like, you know, away from that precinct. And they just had no way there was this, there was no communication between precincts and other towns. That must have been amazing before the, before the internet, social media. If you wanted to get away from something, you could just like move like 30 blocks. I mean, like the whole ghosting thing, you could just ghost anyone like immediately. You could ghost like your family back then. <laughs> you could be married with the family and then just leave and go to like another town. And they'd be like, oh, we don't know what happened to him. We heard there's a guy living 15 blocks away using his name in the same car. We don't know if it's him. Everyone acts like the internet and social media is so great. It's a nightmare. It's just there's no getting away from anything. You can't fucking, you know, you when people call, I, I love the days when, like, you know, without cell phones, like when people, if you weren't home, just couldn't get the. I remember, you know, some people wouldn't even have answering machines. So you would just call them and no one would answer ever. Um, now it's like, you know, so you could just avoid people. Now it's like if, you know, if someone texts you and you don't get back in five minutes, like you jerk, that's it. We're done. I can't believe you didn't text me back. I texted him three minutes ago. I asked him what time it was. What a jerk. He's really gone Hollywood. Like, yeah, maybe I'm doing, you know, it's, I've had that where people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, maybe I'm doing something, you know? Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe I'm like at work. Maybe I, I have something to do. Like, believe it or not, my whole life isn't just returning texts about, you know, if I saw a movie or not. I had the like a guy like texting me like at two in the morning, like, did you see this movie? You know, and like I didn't get back to him. And he's like, you never get back to me like the next day. I'm like, you texted me at two in the morning, like a nothing question. You know, maybe I just didn't want to talk. You know, you know, people get really mad. It's like, maybe I just don't want to talk to you. Um, and you can't say, oh, I didn't get it. Like that's it. That's over. That ended years ago. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get it. I sent you your email. Why don't you get back to my email? I didn't get it. Really? It said you got it. And, and it, it told me exactly when you got it. And, that, and then there's pictures of you reading it. So you, you did get it. Great. Okay. Well, I just don't like you. So that's how about that? Maybe I just don't like you. Um, I was also uh, watching this thing about uh, some documentary or something about um, this woman married like a I don't know, like a, an ultimate fighting UFC fighter guy named War Machine. You know, UFC is like where they just get in a cage and they just beat the shit out of another guy. Like that's their job is just beating the shit out of people. Um, and this guy, this UFC fighter's name is War Machine, and this woman married him, and then um, she divorced him. You know, and and then she was in court, and she was like, 
Yeah, he just he ended up being a real bully. You know, he was really abusive. It was really shocking to me, you know, how abusive he was. It's like, really? <laughs> you didn't see that? You didn't, you didn't? There were no red flags early on with War Machine. It's like you married you married a guy whose job it is to beat the shit out of someone in a cage, and his name was War Machine. Really, that guy turned out to be kind of a, a little bit uh, aggressive. <laughs> God, War Machine. What's it? You know that guy, War Machine? Yeah, it turns out he's kind of a bully. Yeah. Which guy is that? You know, is that the guy who is, is uh, his job is beating the shit out of people and kicking them in the face until they bleed? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Really? That guy turned out to have some uh, temper problems. He wasn't real chill when he got home. Yeah. I thought he would, you know, sometimes he took his work home with him. That's it. I am never going to, you know, date a guy like that. Now I've learned my lesson. It's cool. I'm going to uh, leave War Machine behind. I started dating this other guy, uh, Steve, the wife beater. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, we just got engaged. Hopefully he turns out to be a little more uh, gentle at home. I remember one time I actually I was at a bar and I got uh, some some guy spilled something on me and I, we kind of got into a confrontation and um, he was like getting kind of aggressive about it. I guess he was really drunk. And I remember like one of his friends was egging him on and he was like, yeah, yeah, get him war child. <laughs> I was like, war child. Wait a minute. I'm about, like, I'm about to be in a fight with a guy named war child. That guy seems a lot more ready to fight than me. Like. Get him, War Child. Uh, yeah, I don't think I want to fight a guy named War Child. If his uh, if his name is <laughs> named after murdering people or whatever, like it seems like he's a lot more ready for a fight than I am. He's a lot more trained in it. So I kind of made amends with War Child and let it go. Um. Went to get uh, new sneakers the other day, and um, I hadn't bought new sneakers in a while. And then, I, you know, I was, they're really nice, these Nikes. And, you know, it's funny, it was uh, reminding me, like, when I was a kid, when I was young, like, I was really into sneakers. Probably, like, from, like, the age, like, 9 or 10. That's probably when it started, when I got really into sneakers. And I was really into Nikes. And um, because it was kind of like all you had as a kid, like, you know, your sneakers, like, uh, look, look at these sneakers I have, or, you know, everyone will kind of notice. And it was like a big deal. Oh, wow. Those are cool. And um, I remember one time, you know, cause your, your parents had to take you to get the sneakers. And I remember like um, one time there, there was this store called Fava. It was like a shoe store and it was like, it had shitty. It was like, they had discount shoes. It was just shit. And um I remember my mom took me there. I guess she wanted to spend a lot of money on sneakers. And um, they they had their own brand, Olympians, where they got, and they were just shit. I mean, they, they probably were fine, but they just looked, you know, they just looked embarrassing. Like having Olympians was just kind of like not cool. And so I remember uh, my mom bought me these Olympians, and I think they were like black, and I think they were like canvas, and they just looked so shitty, you know, and I was so mad. I remember like being really mad about it. (laughs) And I remember like, I just was like, how am I going to get rid of these? Like, 
because I was so my plan was I was like, okay, well, I need to wear them out so that I have she has to get me new ones. And so my plan was like, I'm just gonna go outside and play so hard, like every day, just so they get fucked up fast. And you know, so I went out and I was like running around on the concrete in the playground. I was like jumping around and like, you know, the dirt. And like I remember like nothing would hurt these sneakers. They were like fucking kryptonite, just not, you know, even though they cost like $15, they just nothing would wear them out. And so I mean, it's just so funny that, like, you know, when at this age, you just have really nothing else going on. So, like, my whole, like, um, <laughs> like, just, a, like, the majority of my day was spent on, like, ha- figuring out how to get rid of these shoes. And so I had a knife, and I remember I was, like, going to cut them up or something to, like... <laughs> Because I was like, playing isn't working. Like, I was just like wearing myself out on the player. Nothing would do anything to these fucking things. So I took a knife. I don't think I cut them up, though, but I, I tried to. I think I tried to cut the sole up, and it, I, I don't think it worked. But, um, and I guess I must have gotten it. It's, I remember it seemed like so traumatic at the time, but I, I probably got over it in like three days, and I'm sure kids didn't really give a shit. But it was kind of like, yeah, I just remember that because like I hadn't, you know, was, buying sneakers was like a huge part of your existence at that time. It was like, what's new? like I would think about the sneakers I was going to get for like months. Like I was like, I can't. What like I like I would I would have sneakers and I'd be thinking about the next sneakers. Like oh, what are my next sneakers going to be? I would think about it like it was like grad school. I can't wait to get new sneakers. That's my new thing. Um, so baseball's back the baseball season started I, that reminded me because um, I remember during the you know in the middle of pandemic you know during the whole Black Lives Matter thing when that was like big in the news and I think the George Floyd thing had just happened and um, that was just kind of in the you know out of the zeitgeist of the new it was just a big you know part of the news cycle um, and I remember, I think it was the Mets or something like they refused to play a game. Um, and it was part of like, uh, you know, to, um, honor George Floyd or like black lives matter kind of, you know, police brutality. And so they're just like, yeah, we're not going to play in honor of that. And, um, I was like, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's cool and everything, but it's like, Imagine if, like, you know, someone with just, like, a normal job tried to do that, like, use that excuse to not go do their job. You know, like, uh, if you just worked at, like, Staples as, like, a cashier and you call in, you're like, yeah, I'm not coming into work today. Oh, oh, uh, wh- why not? Um, racism? <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't like racism, so uh, I'm not coming in because... Uh, I don't think it's fair that the police uh, are racist. Okay, well, uh, that's not a valid reason to not come into work. Really? Well, actually, I'm probably not going to come in for the whole summer because of that. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's upset I am about. Well, we're going to uh, give your job to someone else because you can't not come in for that. We still have people coming in. Really? It seemed like a valid excuse. No, that's not. You're not famous. It's funny, like, you know, if you're famous, you can just do things and it's like you can get away with it. Like you can wear certain kinds of clothes and 
you know, like I saw SNL and Camila Cabello or whatever was wearing like this weird black outfit that looked like, you know, um, she was, had been caught up in like, you know, a reel of film. There was just all this stuff like hanging off it and it was like rubber and it was like, Oh wow, that looks cool. But like, you know, if a girl just was walking around and that people, like, what are you doing? You're not famous. You can't do that. Like, no, no, but it, it looks cool. Right. No, but you, you're not famous. So, so go put on an outfit that makes sense. A movie on um I, I don't know, I, I don't know what it was on. It might have been Netflix or Hulu, I, HBO, whatever. It was um that Ben Affleck movie, and it's like called Deep Water. And um I, I don't know. It looked first of all, it's such a generic name, like Deep Water. Like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? So there's water or something, and I don't know. And um I was like, whatever, this looks okay. And then I watched it. It's just like, it, it's just one of those movies where you're like, okay, is is something going to happen? Like, what's going on? It's like a lot of buildup. And then it was just, it was basically like he's married to some chick who's just like banging everyone. She's just kind of a train wreck. And I mean, she's just like basically a horrible wife and she's just um, slutty and fucking a lot of dudes. And then, um, and, and doing it like in his face, like, you know, like she'll invite the guys over to the house and like, literally she's like dry humping them in the house like in front of it like at dinner and stuff <laughs> like there's a scene where the guy comes over and he's just like making out with her in the pool like in front of him and there's like people there and it's like okay and then like ben affleck just keeps murdering them like literally this is the plot of the movie and then and i was like oh okay there's gonna be some twist like that he because you don't know that he's murdering that it's just they all end up dying and you're like and you don't really know that he did it. And then, and then she's like, well, then I, you know, she's like mad. Well, what have you, you, you clearly killed that guy, you know? And he's like, no, I didn't. And that, that goes on for like an hour and a half. And then um, he does kill a guy, some new guy. And, um, and then like, he needs to bury the body or something. And he has, Oh, he, he puts it in like the lake just such a bad play. Just like leaves it in the lake. And then like he sees it when like he's with her and then like they see the body floating in the lake. And then he, he's like, all right, let's go home. And like, he goes back and he's like trying to bury it more. And then some other dude that he knows sees him and is going to like turn him in. And then he chases him down and kills the guy dies. And then um, at the end, basically like the, the wife discovers that, like finds proof that he, he he is killing all these guys and then he goes home and she's like hey what's up and then like makes a comment that you know like she she's like yeah i saw jeff which is like yesterday which is what the guy that he clearly that he killed who's been dead and so he like makes a face at her and then that's the end of the movie because it's basically like okay i'm gonna like I know that you killed him, but I'm going to play along. I'm not going to turn you in. So it's like, I guess they're going to have a good marriage now because now she's into him and is going to go along. But, um, and I was like, wow, this was shit, but it's like that, that's a movie. And then like at the end, it said it was, it was like made by Adrian line who, you know, I think that guy made good movies. Um, I think he did fatal attraction, but that's like a movie he's making now and Ben Affleck's in it. And this is, you know, obviously Ben Affleck, I think would get good movies. So I don't know. Something's going on with movies. Movies have just become like, 
like no man's land. It's kind of what I was talking about, like with, with stand. I think like um, movies kind of had their their heyday and they kind of had their peak as a medium, and they're they're kind of not that anymore. I feel like the seventies was kind of the peak of filmmaking, and then. Um, that was my phone on if you're and uh and then the a's they kind of got a little slightly worse and now they're just terrible they're just kind of like because they've all just become like cartoons and and then like a movie like this i i guess like used to be a movie that would be released and maybe like a, adults would go see it but like you know now like adults like if you're older you, you don't want to go to the fucking movie theater. you're just like you just want to stay home and watch a movie it's too much of a um too much of an effort to go out to see a movie and then like and, and the, the problem is like it's a big effort and then like most of them are just shit so you go you know you go see them and you're like i i fucking left the house for this this bullshit this is nothing like like if i went to see that deep water movie in a theater i'd be fucking pissed i'd be like that that was the movie just like nothing and then but so seeing it just like laying on the couch was like all right whatever i'm not that mad about it um but like stand up, I think is is having that now. Like, well, for me, at least, it's like it it had its heyday. It had a few heydays, and it's it's and it is peaking in popularity now. But it's being oversaturated, and a lot of things that aren't that great um, are kind of like getting a lot of attention, or they're being shoved down people's throats. And I think people are getting sick of it because it's kind of like most of it isn't that good. I think the problem is that you'll have these really, because there's so many outlets and there's so many opportunities, like you'll have these really great comedians who like have more opportunity to just keep putting out content. And the problem is, I mean, it depends on the comedian, but the problem is like, they'll do an hour, they'll do a special, it's really good. And then they'll do another one, maybe too soon. And it's not, they're not really ready, but it, you know, because they had the opportunity, it's kind of like, you got to strike while the iron's hot. So their next one won't be as good. And, and then it's just, you know, even if you're really good, it's like, there's only sort of, you know, I saw it with Louis C.K. I remember when Louis C.K. was putting out new hours every year. I mean, like they were good, but then they slowly became a little less good because he was kind of spreading himself too thin. And so it was kind of like the quality wasn't as much. It was still there, but it just wasn't as good. And then um, you have comedians not nearly the skill level as Louis C.K. doing the same thing, doing like a, a special and then doing another one a year later. It's just not that good. So I think people are slowly like, yeah, this just wasn't as good as the last one. And then you have people who are like new and they, you know, because there's so many outlets, they'll be able to release something that, you know, can get a lot of eyes on it early and they just aren't, you know, it's just not ready. So you, you'll have a lot of like not very good standup being pushed out there. And even if someone's like really, really good, it's like, you know, it takes, it takes a while to cultivate and develop good material. You know what I mean? You know, if you're a genius, you know, it still is going to take you a while to come up with like stand up is something you always have to be generated. You can't just keep doing the same shit. Um, but I think, cause that's what I was saying to someone like, cause I was like, eh, I don't really watch stand up. I'm not that into this. And someone's like, Oh, you're not really into any of these people. And I'm like, I think I'm just not into stand up. Like I just, as a, as a medium, it's just kind of, boring me but like i think i said at the beginning i think some people are doing something different that's interesting because it has to evolve in some way so it's so someone like jared carmichael i think it's like i, I don't I, I feel like i don't even know that he's traditionally a stand-up because he's not he's not really doing jokes but that's kind of what's interesting about him because he is doing there's like a through line and it's he's kind of doing what he wants and he's saying something interesting he's being really vulnerable and i think like 
you, you know, some, a lot of standups and people are caught up. It, I mean, this is not dumb, like, but they get caught up in like the laughter. Like it has to be like laugh, laugh, laugh. But they, you, you know, I, you can see, I've seen comedians who are like are terrible, but they're like getting a lot of laughs, but they're shit. I don't know. I can't tell you one thing. They, I saw a guy on TV the other day and like, he was he was doing well but and like i was like oh he's good but like i can't tell you one thing about what he said nothing about it was interesting so um that, that i don't know that must be a thing right now that but i think a lot of people won't admit it and then there i think there's a lot of comedians who are so caught up in the old style of it that they you know they don't see anything else and they don't like the change of it but um stand up was something like I, when I started to do, I went into it begrudgingly. I wasn't super into doing stand up. Like I was funny and I liked comedy, but as a, as a medium, it didn't like appeal to me. I didn't, cause I, I saw it as something that I wasn't really uh, conducive to my personality. I wasn't like a guy who was like, Hey, you guys, what's up? That's how I looked at stand up. Like, but then when I saw someone like Louis CK or someone like he seemed different, more conversational, more kind of like, um, aloof or just kind of natural he wasn't like uh, the traditional stand-up he seemed more like he was talking about everyday things that annoyed him and i was like oh i could do that he didn't have the persona of like an old school stand-up um but then so i started doing it. I, you know i got into it because i was into the writing and, and I, I actually started to like it but stand-up wasn't something i naturally gravitated towards it kind of like just happened. I did it. And then people were like, you, you're good at it. And I was like, all right. And then I kind of started doing it. And then I got into it eventually. And, um, but then I went through a phase of not liking it anymore. I think that's kind of where I am right now. So I don't really like it. Uh, so yeah, come see me do stand up. <laughs> like, I think I, I like certain aspects of it and I like what certain people are doing, but not a lot of people. If that makes any sense. Well, all right. I'm going to end right there on a really somber note, but um, rate and review this podcast. Please subscribe. Uh, we have a couple of episodes coming up this week. Eric B will be back and uh, we have some cool guests. So uh, thanks again. And um, we'll see you next time. Who could inherit the title? Put the youth in hysterics, using his music to steer it, sharing his views and his merits. But there's a huge interference. They're saying you should inherit. Maybe it's hatred I spew. Maybe it's food for the spirit. Maybe it's beautiful music I made for you to just cherish. But I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed.